Herzlich willkommen, Sie Namgela, and welcome to the Bundesliga Connection with Chris Harrington on the SL Podcast in partnership with DW Berlin. It's time for the latest from Germany's domestic football league, the Bundesliga, and more. For that, we are joined by Chris Harrington from our partner station, Deutsche Welle, in Berlin. Now, Chris, let's talk about the Champions League. RB Leipzig and Liverpool are on Tuesday night on a neutral pitch, and Dortmund are at Sevilla the following night in Spain. Yeah, in the Champions League this week, it's uh, going to be very busy for the Bundesliga sides. Now, when we look at RB Leipzig, they defeated Augsburg 2-1 on Friday night, and uh, they might have some luck because Liverpool has kind of hit a rut. You know, they suffered a 3-1 loss against Leicester City and uh, they're, and another loss previous to that, and their goalkeeper, Allison, has been having issues that can help Leipzig. Allison is said to have the Loris Karius syndrome. Remember Loris Karius, the errors he made in the Champions League final for Liverpool? Well, Allison's been making similar uh, errors, and uh, that could work in Leipzig's favor. Leipzig's midfielder, who scored a, a goal in the Champions League last season in their historic run, Tyler Adams, came out and spoke confidently about their chances. They think it's uh, the best opportunity for a club like RB Leipzig to go up against a team that just won the Premier League, won the Champions League, you know, uh, prior to that, uh, to show the world how competitive RB Leipzig can be. And I think the timing works out really well for the German side, RB Leipzig, because, you know, anytime someone is down and their goalkeeper, their last line of defense is having issues, a team could capitalize on that, and the neutral pitch uh, could mean a lot less. Now, uh, moving on to Dortmund. You know, uh, what can I say about Dortmund? Dortmund are uh, uh, up and down, and they're up against seasoned vets in the Champions League, the Europa League holder of Sevilla. Now, Sevilla's, uh, you know, uh, only reached the knockout uh, rounds twice, uh, you know, in their history. So that's short. But Dortmund being on and off, you never know what kind of Dortmund, you know, you're going to get. So this should be interesting. You know, Dortmund uh, recovered from their group, and, and they did well, you know, obviously to earn the right, you know, to play at home in the second leg. They won their group. But, you know, Dortmund, we've seen what they've done domestically. And it's hard to say. The players are really going to have to step it up and uh, and play a full 90 minutes at that to remain competitive in the Champions League. Chris, around the Bundesliga, there were a series of draws. Dortmund had a back and forth with Hoffenheim and Mainz battled back to level with Leverkusen. Yeah, that's right. You have two sides that uh, have Champions League ambitions against, uh, you know, Hoffenheim that looks like they could, you know, return to the Europa League. You know, and the Dortmund-Hoffenheim match was interesting. It got uh, kind of heated you know, at one point between Allen Holland and some of the Hoffenheim players, it looked like, you know, uh, they were going to come to blows, but nothing really happened. They're really lucky that uh, Allen Holland himself, he had a few misses in that match, but he did come through to manage and salvage a point for Dortmund. You know, as I mentioned before, Dortmund hot and cold, you know, in this one, they were mediocre. Now, the more impressive result was Mainz versus Leverkusen. Leverkusen, you know, a team that uh, has the Champions League ahead of them as well, uh, a team that kind of hit a rut. They got kicked out of the German Cup by a lower division side. That's an embarrassment. There's no excuse for that. But Mainz, I think they slept on Mainz. You know, Mainz do have a couple of notches on their belt despite being the second worst team in the league. They defeated RB Leipzig. You know, I think a team like Mainz can take advantage of teams falling asleep because Mainz had offense in a short span of time when basically the first team checked out for Leverkusen. So uh, Mainz took advantage of Leverkusen falling asleep, but they're still, you know, not looking good in terms of their survival in the top flight. But the result, 
you know, is something to be proud of uh, to earn a point against Leverkusen, the side that's been in the top half of the table all season long. A bit of transfer news has been reported out there. Bayern Munich have acquired Dejot Upamakana from RB Leipzig. Do you like this move by the defending champions? Yeah, I like the move. It makes sense. I mean, Bayern Munich right now have uh, defensive questions. Jerome Boateng, it looks like they're not going to extend this contract. They made that clear a while ago. David Alaba is obviously going to exit at the season's end. And then the rotation in the back lineup, you know, uh, Lucas Hernandez, you know, is hurt. Uh, Nicolas Zula, you know, has been linked to other clubs. So they needed to secure a defender that's young, talented, proven, you know, for a, a handful of years. And that's what they did in Dayan Upamakano. He's only 22 years old. You know, playing at RB Leipzig, putting in the minutes he's done, he's uh, put in for the Bulls and how competitive they've been. The move makes sense. You know, other teams uh, look at the move as uh, the same old Bayern in terms of poaching talent from their closest competitor. Bayern have a history in doing that. Look at the table. RB Leipzig, you know, are, are trailing Bayern not by so much, but they are second place, you know, in the league. And now they pick up their young defender. And the strange thing about this, uh, Upa Meccano's agent came out and said, He's definitely going to end up in the Premier League. He was linked to other sides like Chelsea and so forth. So this was kind of a shock, and the timing of the announcement was a shock. This was announced before uh, Leipzig kicked off on Friday night. And it, no shock, Upa Meccano was not featured in that particular lineup. So uh, Bayern, they have a history of doing this and disrupting teams, making sure they're unsettled and so forth. And this could uh, see the effects of RB Leipzig moving ahead because he'll leave at the end of the season. But the history's there before Upa Meccano. You know, you could talk about Robert Lewandowski, took him from Dortmund. You could talk about Joshua Kimmich, took him from Leipzig. So Bayern uh, tend to do this. So that's nothing new. It's smart business, and they remain competitive in doing that. I like the move. Another French player signed to the defending champions. Chris, like always, has anything else hit your radar this week? Yeah, of course. You know, uh, the winners of the FIFA Club World Cup, Bayern Munich, the number one club in the world, you know, ha have a few setbacks. Uh, Thomas Müller contracted COVID-19. He missed that final. It's unsure if he'll be there in the Champions League, you know, when they kick off next week. And uh, Serge Gnabry's injured, and he's out for the uh, foreseeable future. I think those blows uh, could potentially hurt Bayern. On Bayern's side, of course, is they have depth and uh, players like Kingsley Coman to step up and perform the man of the match in the final last season. So, you know, hopefully the loss doesn't uh, disrupt their defense run so much in both competitions. Thanks very much for the Bundesliga update. Chris Harrington from our partner station, Deutsche Welle in Berlin. Danke und auf Wiedersehen. The Bundesliga connection is a team effort driven by the following incredible individuals. The show is hosted by Slu Paho and Chris Harrington. It is produced by Chris Harrington. It is edited by Aidan Hewitt and Uli Prish. And graphics are provided by Nino Segeleni.